to Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Episode 34, Daniel. We are here at the end of the TV season. Finally, we have made it the whole year. Uh, and we're talking a lot of different... Um, a lot of different shows here. We got the season finale for Gotham, season finale for Flash, the season finale for Arrow, and the season finale for Fear the Walking Dead. And man, is there a lot of backlash for the season finale of Arrow and Flash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People are up in arms, and they are ready to storm and burn down DC Studios, I guess, or CW Studios. Uh, you know... Not, I mean, I don't know if that's completely true. I mean, there are people, there are a lot of people that are angry about it. But, you know, in this day and age with the internet, it really only takes a handful, and I mean like a handful, less than a dozen people to, like, get up and just be angry about uh, anything. And then all of a sudden, the news or the media, and I'm throwing up air quotes, says, the internet has gone ablaze with people not liking this thing. You know? So. Yeah, I think it's really because oh, I, I don't know. I, I feel that even though I'm a, a huge comic book fan, uh, and I'm a and I'm also a watcher of these shows, I don't have any problems with the way they ended. Um, I think it's it, it, the way that they ended is very much uh, in incongruent with the way that they do their show. So, how do you feel without without getting into details yet? Because we will when we talk about those shows. But how do you feel about the finales? Some of them, I'm like, holy shit, it's finally over. And now some of them are like, oh no, it's over. <laughs> That's fair enough. And like, I'm not saying that I liked all the endings. I'm just saying I understand where they're, where, where, you know, what happened. You know, it, I'm not, I'm not up in arms and ready to burn buildings down. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't get in far anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're here. Let's talk about some news. What 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 news have you uh, came, come across this week so far? Uh, Nick Spence woke up to um, over nine hundred hate tweets Wednesday morning. <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead and talk about that. What what did Nick what is Nick Spence uh, known for right now? What did he what did he, what is he writing? He is writing Captain America. Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yes. Because there's and, also the Captain America <laughs> Sam Wilson book out there, too. That's right. Well, um, Steve Rogers um, said, Hail Hydra, so that pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the book uh, goes about with uh, him. Basically, Steve Rogers is back. He's, he's back and being young because he just got off. they just got off the storyline where he was aged to his appropriate age uh, and, you know, not young and tough and and all that stuff so uh he he's back to being young and he he's teaming up with these two other uh star spangled superheroes and throughout the issue you keep seeing little hints of his past his mother going to a hydra rally and you know things happening that 
you don't we don't know about Steve Rogers' past. And then uh, eventually he throws one of the new superheroes out of a out of a plane, and so you know seemingly killing him. And he walks over to what I assume is a pilot or someone that he has uh, tied up, and he says, "Hail Hydra," thus saying that Steve Rogers has been a sleeper cell agent for Hydra this whole time. Wow. <laughs> and yes, the the internet went crazy, and when I, when I say that because I just said it. Uh, we, I mean, take that as with a grain of salt because it's sensationalizing. Uh, people are were tweeting Nick Spence saying, you know, the, this this character was created by you know, Jewish people, and you have him being a Nazi sympathizer, and that's that's totally wrong and against it. And basically, a whole bunch of people were just triggered and felt their need to uh, be vocal about it by threatening his life and telling him he's going to die and all kinds of stuff. And I'm pretty sure he didn't help himself out either by saying, you know, oh, this isn't a clone. He's not under brain control, you know. He said, this is Steve Rogers. Now, I think what the idea is that you need to sit there and you need to wait till the whole story comes out. It's not like it's not like things aren't going to change. You know, eventually Steve Rogers will come back to being the same Captain America that he was before. You just, you, you everybody's just jumping on it for whatever reason and. And it's just a story. It's just a, a plot twist. It's just something to 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 probably it's a lot, something to get this thing going. Because think, look about it. You're talking about Captain America comic books right now. Yeah, I mean, I remember in the New Fifty Two uh, Detective Comics, they started off with a big ass plot twist like that too, with the Joker going to the Dollmaker and getting his face cut off. Exactly. You probably would be like. Man, the Joker's been around for 80 years, and you're going to have him cut off his face? What kind of terrible person are you? Kill yourself. And then, you know, oh, wait, he gets his face back. Don't worry. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's a good story. That's interesting what, what happened there. Uh, I have Will Holland, who plays uh, Speedy on Arrow. She was at the MCM Comic Con uh, in London. And uh, she was asked about, or says Marvel, or says, uh, stated frustrations with the divide between DC's television and movie universes. Her quote, Marvel does it in their own weird way, the mash between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the movies and stuff. Uh, So it's a little upsetting because you know it is possible and it can be done and how good it would be if it was done. Uh, basically saying, you know, uh, why is it that we have Ezra Miller as the Flash in the in the movie when you already have Grant Gustin uh, playing Barry Allen in the TV show, and he would be a great, uh, he would be just as great on the big screen as he is on the small screen. She also went on to talk about how it, she was upset that Suicide Squad, when the movie was uh, announced, uh, it interfered with the plan, the Arrow's plans for uh, Harley Quinn and other char- DC characters to be used in their Suicide Squad, which showed up in the first season, uh, even to the point where they had to kill their version, the show's versions of Deadshot and Amanda Waller, because uh, they were informed uh, that they needed to, because it inter- interfered with the plans for a movie. So that's why we have a dead Waller and a dead Deadshot in in the Berlanti CW universe. Wait, did they kill Deadshot? Deadshot? Yeah, they uh, yeah they killed them uh, on a Suicide Squad mission. The only time you saw him again was when uh, the Flash went to Earth 2 and he was the bumbling 
bad cop in the Central City Police. He was uh, Iris's partner. Okay. Shit, yeah, then, fuck, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he died on a Suicide Squad mission. So, uh, yeah, and then but she, then she goes on to be like, you know, she's not really upset about it. She's just complaining to complain or whatever, you know, because in, in the end, DC and Warner Brothers is the people that gave them their jobs in the first place. So you just got to sit there yep. and, you know, sit on your hands. So, so that's Can't what she complain to too much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you have another one? Uh, did I? Um, I know that we're going to uh, talk, uh, you know, you were going to mention that Edge. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. The 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 Edge of WWE fame, he uh, was also on The Flash at the beginning of Season 2 uh, as Adam Smasher. He uh, has thrown in his hat as wanting to play Cable in Deadpool 2, which then adds his name to the list of actors in Hollywood that have claim that they want to play the role as, as well as Ron Perlman and Stephen Lang. So, uh, which is pretty incredible. And the creator of Cable, Rob Leefield, has th- said, or he, at least he tweeted out a Photoshop mock-up of uh, John Hamm from Mad Men as Cable. So he kind of, I guess he wants John Hamm to be Cable. So take all that as you will. It's just so odd, you know, wanting to have Cable. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they're right. not going to give it to Edge. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with Edge playing, uh, like, little bit characters and stuff in TV shows, but, I mean, Cable's going to be a big part of uh, Deadpool 2. I don't think you want to give him to give it to a person that's un, un uh, unqualified. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, tri- Triple H was in Blade. He had a pretty big part. He was in Blade, but he his part wasn't that big. I mean, it's pretty much just him beating up guys and obviously the they know how to beat up guys that's, that's their job um and i love triple h in blade 3 i thought he did a great job especially his interactions with uh ryan reynolds so if you want to get yeah. triple h to be in the deadpool 2 movie i'm all for it just not as cable all right and my last piece of, of news i thought was just a little fun tongue-in-cheek article uh, I guess at MegaCon this year, uh, Carlos Valdez, uh, who plays Cisco on uh, on Flash, uh, was asked, or least was asked again about what do the villains who were in the pipeline do for food and and uh, and and bodily waste, basically. And he says that they, uh, you know, they actually talk about that a lot on set too. And there are there have been scenes where you see. Uh, them giving them Big Belly Burger to the prisoners, and even there was, a, I guess, there's a deleted scene in uh, the Grog Lives episode uh, or Grod Lives episode where uh, K- Caitlin is doing a custom order for a bunch of prisoners in the pipeline from Big Belly Burger. But he also said that there was supposed to be some scene that uh, depicted uh, where the toilet was in the pipeline and all that, but he kind of just trails off when he's answering the question because it's a subject that he doesn't really want to talk about or being coy or whatever. So there you go. There apparently is a toilet in their cells somewhere. Maybe a, 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 a drawer opens up or something. Who knows? Hmm. That's actually a good idea with the drawer opening up. Well, I mean, that's a, the, all they have is like a little, uh, little space. So, 
what if the wall opens up at a little a drawer opens it's kind of like an airlock so no one can escape and stuff like that through pipes <laughs> <laughs> and you know the technology is sophisticated enough to the point that they can have that yeah exactly it is it is i mean and and obviously they turned a a pipeline which is made for uh a, you know atom collider into a prison so that's Obviously, they have the know-how. <laughs> That's all I have for news this week. Um, if you're ready, we can get straight on to the shows. I am ready. Let's talk about Gotham, then. Season finale. Now, you seem to be, uh, from your tweets earlier this week, you, you or or Facebook or your social media, you were, you were uh, probably most impressed with this season finale than the others. Right. And, you know... For a show that started off really, really difficult to watch and get into in season one, in season two, it really picked itself up and knew what kind of show it wanted to be and what kind of audience it wanted to target. You know, it's very much so. You're, you're correct. I, I think they, they really have picked the direction that's going to work best for them and gone that way. And it, it's very re- the show, to me, is very rep- reminiscent of, like, Batman Forever Batman. You know what I mean? It, it, I mean, there's a lot of outlandish things, and it's a it's a lot of comical, uh, big set pieces. Uh, whereas it's not, it's definitely not uh, Nolan's Batman, which is what I think it tried to be at the beginning of season one. But then they were throwing other things around that just seemed that it, it really just went out of place. So they went further with it this this direction, which is working out for them. So more power to them. And speaking of, you know, random silly things, Clayface, man, the whole Clayface bit. <laughs> That's right. Clayface acting as uh, as Gordon, you know, goes basically stops them, stops the police, the, the Gotham police force from raiding into the Arkham Asylum uh, and and goes back with them to the police force. And luckily enough, even though no one... Everybody seems to think that Gordon's acting weird. No one can figure it out that it's not him. But luckily enough, Barbara shows up and she figures it out. She's like, wait, you're being way too nice to me. You're not the real Jim Gordon. <laughs> and she punches him in the face and all of a sudden all of his nose and facial features are all moved to the side. And everybody's like, oh my goodness, that's not him. <laughs> so it was a so cool. I wonder what happened to him. Like what happened to Clayface? Yeah, afterwards. Oh, I imagine they just threw him into a cell. Oh, okay. <laughs> they might I mean, I don't know. I wonder I wonder if his face is literally changed that way or if it's like a mask or or what? You know, what's the how does he keep the integrity? I guess that's maybe that'll be something they'll they'll tap onto next season or maybe they'll just drop it all together and we'll never know. Yeah. Because I mean they pretty much arrested Hugo. Yep. Yeah, they pretty much arrested Hugo. Uh, I think the so I mean obviously there was the a lot to do with uh, the, the 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 characters that we know being trapped underneath Arkham inside Indian Hill, and they need to get out because uh, basically Hugo has uh, under the under the orders of the Court of Owls to blow up Indian Hill and all of its inhabitants so that they don't get out because. Uh, if one of those creatures gets out, then whatever their plan, the Court of Owls' plans are, it might get exposed. 
So uh, they're all trapped inside there until <laughs> they figure out how to stop the bomb, which was was kind of a funny situation between Gordon and uh, Lucius Fox. Uh, they, they, they run into Peabody, who was knocked out near the bomb, and she's asking for a cup of water, but they think it's just wa- they, she's telling them water is the way to stop the bomb, and they pour water into it, and it stops it. But then they realize, oh, she wasn't actually helping us. We were just lucky. <laughs> yeah. The most ridiculous. I don't know. I thought that was pretty pretty ridiculous how to stop the bomb. But, hey, it worked. I mean, I think they were right. He's like, just pull it pull it apart. It's not like he was making this to uh, be uh, tricky. He was just making a bomb. I mean, it was just a bomb to blow the place up. So if you just pull, you just pull the timer out, it probably would have fixed it. Or it would have stopped right. it. Yeah, you're right. So, But, yeah, pouring water into it, just like pouring water into a computer, stops it. So, <laughs> I mean, it didn't look like it was too complicated. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Fish Mooney, you know, uh, driving off in the, in the bus that still has all the new monsters in it. Whatever the hell that's all going to be about. Uh, we have the Penguin and his men. Basically, Butch uh, and them coming, coming back uh, and 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 going after Hugo Strange. Did you think it was weird that like Butch didn't make mention of uh, Tabitha? Yeah, because the last we saw her, she gets stabbed by Galavan, and we don't know if that means if, if she died or not. But no one says anything about her. Yeah, I mean, she's in the hospital. Butch is by her side, and that's about it. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Um, I found it weird that, you know, when uh, Fish got out of the the bus that even Butch didn't want to deal with it. He ran away like a little girl. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if this is the first time he... Well, I guess it wouldn't be the first time, but it's probably the first... One of the few times... He didn't think he was ever going to see Fish Moon again. He she, He knew she was dead. Yeah. So now you're seeing a dead person that come back to life. I, you know, I'd be a little freaked out too. But yeah, he ran. He ran like a little girl <laughs> or a little child. Like, oh no, not today, not today. <laughs> um, and then the penguin just faded. So <laughs> yeah, uh, which was good because we saw when he woke up for his little from his faint. Well, we got to see a few of the the creatures go by, and one of them looks like a young Bruce Wayne. Yeah, so I wonder how that's all going to come into play, and talk like Bruce Wayne too. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Do you remember at the beginning of the Night of Owls storyline in the comic books, they did the whole uh, there was a uh, another son of Bruce and or of Thomas and Martha Wayne, Thomas Wayne Jr. And that they, yeah, the one they gave him up uh, at a, as an early child or as a baby. And he became Owlman, right? Or kind of like that. Yeah. So do you think I that's, remember that? Do you think that's something that they're going to be doing here? I think so. Maybe that there was a when they might change it so that instead instead of him being the older brother, he was a twin brother, and whoever delivered the baby just stole one of them. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, you're right. It makes a lot of sense why you know he talked and looked exactly like Bruce, just with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did you get the little Joker tease? I didn't get it. I, I think I heard of that from other people, but I, I didn't see it. What was it? 
It was you hear Jerome laugh. Oh, so you are we saying Jerome is still alive? Yeah, you hear or that he's cackle. brought back to life. Oh, interesting. You would have the the Joker with a uh, the bullet hole in his head, just or no, he didn't. He got stabbed. That's right. Yeah, he got his uh, throat sliced. Throat sliced. There you go. Um, there was we got to see a little bit of young Bruce kind of being smart because he was having to deal with the Riddler's questions. So that was you know that was kind of cool. It's kind of like seeing a uh, the future of Bruce, uh, Batman fighting the Riddler. Yeah, um, and and of course he's uh, still using those turtlenecks. <laughs> of course. Uh, what else did we see? Is there anything else in particular you wanted to talk about? It was pretty cool watching Firefly and uh, Mister Freeze fight. <laughs> that you know that was cool. It, w- it was interesting. You you see Fire and Ice that go against each other, but then all of a sudden Hugo Strange walks walks in between the two of them. Lights on fire and is frozen, and then I, I'm pretty sure he was dead at that point. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Gordon just goes over there and wakes him up. I'm like, no, I don't think you just wake up from something like that. He slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was kind of crazy for him to for not to not be dead, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so overall, yeah, I think you're right. This this episode was really good because they they are embracing what it is that about the show that's going to make it unique from other shows. Uh, I could go, me personally, I could go without having to have some of the the big extravagant like uh, funny stuff or weird stuff, but uh, I, I guess I'm still going to stick with it. Yeah, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm still going to watch it as well, um, especially this direction is taking. Think, and then, uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think next next season, if they if they're gonna do like a season about the Court of Owls, it's definitely gonna be really interesting to see how they tackle that as a, for a young Bruce. Yeah, and, no and I mean it's gonna have to get a lot darker. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. It'll probably end up getting a lot darker. I wonder. I, I really hope we get to see a Talon. That's gonna be pretty cool. Yes, I would love to see that armor and that mask. I don't know because I wasn't digging the mask from the, I guess the leader of the Court of Owls. Yeah, it's a very much a uh, masquerade kind of mask instead of the with all that feathers and stuff. I do like the slick look that they had in the the comic book and the cartoon. Yeah. So, but you know that's set in the that's that's in the future. That's twenty years in the future when Batman or Bruce Wayne has grown into Batman. So maybe they'll look that way eventually. Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, cool. Let's move on to The Flash, then. So, I did listen to, um, to Imagine If with, uh, you know, you and Mitch, and, uh, I'm sorry, you are Mitch. You and Chris and Chris. (laughs) Okay. Did we talk about, did we talk about The Flash in that? Oh, wait, no, you guys, sorry. Oh, you're talking about... about, uh, You're talking about DC Rebirth on Imagine If. I was talking about... Hey, um, on Hey Mitch when it's me and Chris. Yes. Yeah, Hey Mitch. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I mean, I, I hope I didn't jump the gun, but, the, yeah, we did talk about it on that one. Uh, was there some things that you, you, you got from our podcast that you wanted to talk about? I just thought it was a really, you know, um, good good podcast, good discussion you guys had, and I think it's going to open up more conversation, more so towards the end. 
of this episode. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's it's gonna yeah. You're, we're gonna get a lot more things to 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 keep an eye out for. Um, but as for the the episode itself, how did you like? Okay, so I guess one of the big reveals is we finally got to see who the guy in the iron mask was. Well, how did you feel about it being Henry Allen from Earth Three, Jay Garrick? I felt like it was a cop out, man. I kind of felt that way too. Uh, I really felt like it was a like like maybe at the whole time it could it could have been uh, Henry Allen from another another Earth. That's fine with me. But I really feel like with the the fans hating the fact that Jay Garrick ended up being a bad guy, uh, that they they kind of went retroactively and and, and wrote it in that Henry Allen was going to be Jay Garrick from Earth Three. I see what you're saying. Because it just and you know. It, um... Go ahead. I was just say it just fits it just fits together too too easily. So what were you gonna say? Um, so again, I listened to you guys' podcast, and I know that at one point, you know, you're like, and you know, in some of the episodes, the guy in the iron mask that even looked like you know he was white, you know, like his color was you know his skin color was different. Right. So um, I did a little bit of research, and I guess uh, Tony Todd, who was voicing for Zoom. Uh, when they first showed who the man in the Iron Mask was before, you know, you get any close-ups or anything. Um, actually, that was Tony Todd in that in that suit. Oh, see, that makes sense. And, and whether or not they did it, I think the, the creators of the show did it to just keep everybody guessing that it could be anybody. Like, they could just, in between episodes, they switched out the person, the actor. Then that makes sense to me because that way we don't, when we're sitting here guessing, we have to go off of like things that we see as the character instead of just things that are like seeing like the color of his skin. You know what I mean? Right. How do, I mean, but it, it is trickery though. So that's, that's kind of like not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because, and, um, go ahead. I was just say because I was all over the place. Like you you can hear it in all the old episodes of this podcast of who it is that's in that mask. Yeah, we always tried every week, you know, when we would get a little hint, we would always try like, "Oh, it could be this person. What about this person?" <laughs> so, what were you going to say? Um, Tony Todd, um, also before they revealed Zoom, uh, he was in the Zoom suit as well. Uh, that would make sense to me because the the person in the zoom suit obviously was a bigger of bigger stature than Terry ter, uh, Teddy Sears. Like Teddy Sears is a tall dude, but his chest isn't that wide. Yep. And especially so in that first, for the first Yeah, in that first fight scene that you have uh, between Flash and Zoom, uh maybe it is Teddy Sears that's in that that costume, maybe it's not, but that person looks yoked. Like he use, looks muscular. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was gonna say it makes sense too. Maybe in the mask they have like a little microphone where it has his little voice distorter. Oh yeah, probably. Because I mean, his mouth was very good. They did a good job, you know, with his facial expressions too. Very yeah, very much so. Especially since the you know he doesn't really have a mouth; it kind of just has that those cuts or whatever you want to say. But yeah, you're right. Uh, speaking of the the Zoom costume, what did you think about the fact that he turns into the Black Flash at the end of that episode? That was actually pretty fucking cool to watch. I thought, you know, I was, 
that was probably the most excited, excited part for me of the episode because uh, knowing the Flash history and the and the, the history of the Black Flash because that's who I thought it was when the season first start, started. I was like, why do we have a Black? Oh, Black Flash! That's going to be cool. But then, or I guess this that would have been before the the season started. But then they said Zoom, and it was like, oh, apparently he's supposed to be Zoom, which Zoom is a yellow costume though. But I, I so I didn't know. But yeah. but then you have like. Uh, him turning into the Black Flash with the the red lightning and the white uh, uh, field and all that other stuff, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's gonna be that's pretty cool that they have a death now instead of those Reapers yeah. coming through or those Wraiths coming through. They might have a death that comes around that that, that goes after uh, Speedsters." Also, thought he looked like uh, the Black Lantern Flash for a while too. You're right. He did kind of look at that, and I remember when I read when you're reading uh, was it uh, Darkest Night, and you have the Black Lantern Flash. He kind of he looked a lot like the Black Flash. Yeah, just different emblem, obviously. Yes. Um. What did uh? What, so what did you think of the idea? Uh, you know, finally, finally Barry is getting one of his dreams together. You know, he's getting his his idea of uh, his. Um, he, him and Iris finally getting together, but then he he rejects it. He says he needs to be on his own for a little while. Well, Iris had bad timing. <laughs> I mean, it's not the bad timing. She sees all the things that are going on with him. She, you know, she could have been like, maybe I shouldn't throw this extra little bit of things on top of, on top of his problems right now. But she did it anyway, and he's like, you know, I'm really happy, but I need some time apart, just like you said. <laughs> Which, and she's like, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. <laughs> Which you didn't have to wonder if he was, at that moment, was he really thinking about just taking some time for himself? Or was he already thinking about going back in time and saving his mother? Because I think he didn't have that thought until the moment when he looks inside the the window and he sees there the the west happy family right there and he's like fuck this i'm saving my mom i don't give a shit i had it i think i had to do a lot with you know the perfect family photo picture that he saw in the window okay yeah so yeah i think that i mean it's pretty it's pretty uh similar so one running in there uh running back and then saving his mother at that exact moment which I didn't think about this at the time. I didn't even, I, I, so to me, like I didn't even think that this is the end of season two, or that we're only on season two. Like, it feels like the show has been on for like three, four years already. But uh, the end of season one has him going back in time and stopping himself from saving his mother. So then you have all of season two, and then season two comes in at the very end. And he goes in there and he saves his mother. So does that mean all of season two doesn't count now? Did he just reset the whole timeline? Oh, ouch, that hurts my brain. <laughs> right? I didn't even think about that. My friend Peter uh, said that. He said, you mean to tell me the whole the whole season just got reset? The whole thing doesn't fucking matter anymore? So that pissed me off. I mean, obviously, well, as, I mean... as a comic book reader, hit Barry Allen going back and saving his mom means something significant because we know in the comic books that's the start of Flashpoint. But... right. For a person who doesn't read the comic books and only watches the show, this could mean, like, basically all of season two didn't happen. Oh, ouch. (laughs) 
But, uh, man, I would love to see Flashpoint on TV, but, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't... If they do do a, a version of Flashpoint, I don't think it will go further than, like, three episodes. Because if you think about that, if you do that, then that means it would have to affect the three other shows that are going to be on the channel. It's going to have to affect... Uh, Arrow, Supergirl, Supergirl, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And if that happens, then that's that's pretty incredible. You know what I mean? That's you're 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 changing the the timeline of these other shows and what happens. I mean, I guess they they have already announced that there's going to be a crossover between the four shows in December. So if you do that, if you do Flashpoint and and and, and it it takes up the first half of the season and it's the first half of all four shows. And then at the end of the, the the first half of the season, they come together and they correct the timeline. That would be a pretty cool fucking like crossover. Well, the way that CW DC has been handling their shows, I don't think they're, you know, uh, not to discredit them, but I don't think they'd be able to pull that off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be able to pull it off. But if they could, it'd be a, it'd be pretty awesome, right? Right. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see what it what it means. I I think a lot of the cast members this week have been uh, tweeting and, and and getting on on social network talking about how they don't know exactly what's going to happen at the beginning of season three, but they everybody can start to assume that they know what's going to happen at the end of, at the beginning of season three. And I mean, um, Tom uh, Tom Cavanaugh did reveal to Entertainment Weekly that he signed on as a series regular for season three which is crazy because we just saw uh the character that he's playing as of late was harry wells going back to earth 2 to live with his his daughter so are we going to get yet another harrison wells or is this going to be the original harrison wells from earth one that did this time doesn't get killed by eobard thon in the past oh shit and if that oh crap <laughs> <laughs> See, things are time. You throw time travel in there, and shit goes crazy. Anything can happen. I mean, I guess they were. This was their way. There, if you think about it this way, of the episode earlier in this season when uh, when uh, Barry went back in time and he changed history by by stopping Pied Piper from doing certain things, and then when he went back to the present. Uh, Pied Piper was a good guy and on their team that was their way of being like hey here's a hint of what's going to happen uh, things are going to change because of time travel and then eventually this is what happened at the end of season 2 he goes back in time he makes changes and then we're going to expect you know people could be coming back to life certain people could be coming back to life certain people could be dead uh, certain people could be good guys instead of bad guys other people could be bad, bad guys instead of good guys I mean, and it might just be that way because in, you know, in Flashpoint, he fucks everything up by saving his mom. Yeah, it fucks everything up is, is putting it lightly. He, because he <laughs> saves his mom, a young 10-year-old Bruce Wayne is killed by a mugger in an alleyway. <laughs> just one little action can fucking that's, mess up the whole timeline. That's right. A one, one pebble thrown into the lake can cause big ripples. Yep, butterfly <laughs> effect. Butterflies. Uh, what 
uh, other than that, what I mean, is there something in particular you wanted to talk about? I know we just kind of skipped right to the end of the episode, but I think that was the most important part of the of the episode. I think that was the most important part too. Even though one thing I will agree with you guys that isn't clear, how the hell Joe ended up getting captured and going back to Earth too? <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't very clear. How <laughs> he does? He doesn't really grab him but he kind of gets sucked in or i don't know yeah it was it was all kind of weird what was going on right there at that point but it, it, they just needed something to happen so that you know uh, they would have to deal with zoom and then have to get barry out of the of the pipeline which it was great to see wally play a part in that because he was very much like fuck this you guys didn't. You guys didn't consult me when you made this decision, and now my dad's gone. So I'm gonna get Barry out because he's the Flash. Oh hey, by the <laughs> way, Barry's cage is. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, that was so stupid. Hey, uh, our security really sucks. And it seems how uh, we didn't know that it was the thing was open until like a good five minutes later. Right. Um, another thing too is John Wesley ships. Uh, Flash costume was terrible. <laughs> it was so shiny and so puffy and so like rubber, like 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 Batman nineteen eighty nine hard rubber. Like it was just bad looking. And the dude's already huge, so I'm sure making it puffy didn't help out at all. No, not at all. That's it's exactly right. And that's it, it looked a lot like his his costume from his old show, his old Flash show. So I think that's definitely what they were trying to go for. Yeah, but it didn't work out. No, it didn't. Uh, Are you ready to move on to Arrow? I was just going to say one last thing. No, it's okay. Um, So John Wesley Shipp only agreed to do season two as a special guest star, you know, basis. So I'm surprised that they're actually signing him on um, for... Uh, uh, Legends, you know, be a member of the Justice Society. Are they? Did they sign him on for for Legends? Yeah, it's been on a uh, comic book or Newsarama or comicbook.com wow. that they're going to sign him on. I did not hear that. I didn't. Legend. I didn't read that. That's that's a that's a great story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole end of the end of the episode talking about the Justice Society of America. How can we have the Justice Society of America without Jay Garrick, the Flash? So. Uh, kudos to him to, he probably wanted to, you know, the idea was that he wanted to be more central as a character instead of just being Henry Allen, the dad who's pacing around in the background. True. So good for him. Uh, you ready to move on to Arrow? Yeah. So Arrow, basically Oliver Queen should have just gotten himself a blue lantern ring. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that you could have done a shot every time someone said hope in this episode and been drunk by the halfway mark. Yes. <laughs> because that w- they said hope, I swear to God, uh, at least a, a hundred times in, in that first 15 minutes uh, of dialogue. And, and I was just like, well, okay, we get it. He's going to make everybody feel a lot of hope and that he's going to then be able to turn the tide on Damien Dark. And I did I did really think it was great when he jumps up onto the, the top of that car as Oliver Queen instead of as the arrow or the green arrow. 
and he he makes it known that you know we pull together as a town and we can we can be better you know we can be a better city and stuff like that which is kind of the opposite of when he did the whole, his whole speech as the green arrow uh saying that you know we're this this we have failed the city and we're going to take it back so very uh yeah he switched he switched the gears <laughs> he very much so did and which is also funny because if you if you uh, were reading Green Arrow or not Green Arrow Green Lantern back in the day, that was uh, one of the things that also helped uh, Hal Jordan at one point because uh, there was a time when Coast City was in danger and he needed the willpower of all the people in the city to defeat something, and they everybody came out and put a a, a green light in their window, and it, it totally made him uh, powered up and, and defeated the thing. So it was. The whole idea of getting the whole city behind you is is not new, uh, especially not in DC Comics. But it, it was I think I think it was utilized pretty well here. I agree. One thing I did think was funny was uh, throughout this whole half of the season, second half of the season, Malcolm Merlin is sitting there helping Damian Dark to set up all this other stuff or set up this destruction and and kidnapping his daughter and stuff like that. Uh, but then at the very end, now that the nukes are still going to be coming down and there's no place to hide from them, he is on Arrow's side and helping them out. And they're okay with it. They're like, yeah, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. Yeah, fuck this. I knew I tried fucking you guys over, but it seems like I'm going to die, so I'm going to help you guys out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, eventually, um, you know, Oliver getting the whole city to back him up and, and the hope coming through him, he's able to use the power of the idol to sway over, uh, Damien Dark's powered through death and defeat him. Um, then we come up to the end of the episode and team arrow is gone. Uh, speedy leaves cause she feels that she needs to go take care of something. Uh, she needs to take get herself right because she used Damien's dark Damien Dark's daughter to be like if you don't you don't let him go but I'm gonna kill your daughter right here right now and she even she thinks that she might have actually done it. Uh, Diggle says he needs to leave because he was uh, he he killed his own brother and he doesn't know how he feels about that. Um, who else left? It, it ultimately it was just. Uh... It was them two. Yeah, it was just Felicity and, just and, and Oliver left sitting there looking. Oh, uh, Detective Lance left too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Detective Lance and his wife left. And, and I'm sorry, Felicity's mom left. So, yeah, it's just the two of them sitting there looking at each other and looking at what what has happened. So, I thought it was interesting is that they've been talking a lot about how next season's villain is not going to be a superpowered villain. And one thing that I was really surprised about in this episode is that no one died. No one from the Arrow team died. I know. And especially since it seemed like a lot of, pe- a lot of places were teasing that an Arrow member was going to die. So I thought that the person they were going to have die was Curtis. I thought Curtis was going to be the one that ends up dying. That was going to be pretty sad. <laughs> well, it was funny because he's the one that pretty much gave them the idea to get the whole city to start feeling hope for uh, for not dying and stuff like that. And he's the one who's the catalyst. So if Curtis Holt was the one that was going to die, I thought maybe we were going to finally get Michael Holt next season 
you know, he was going to be the Mr. Terrific. He was going to show up and he's going to be uh, going against the Team Arrow because they he blames them for his brother's death. Oh, that would have been awesome. But he didn't die, But Curtis Holt didn't die, so that, that right. they're my whole theory. <laughs> and this is why you should write for Warner Brothers DC? <laughs> no, because there would have been a, a person just like me who would be on the internet being like, how could you make Michael Holt, Mr. Terrific, a bad guy? He's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Why would he be going against Team Arrow? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, where do you think this... So where do you think this leaves Oliver Queen at the end of the season? I mean, most of his friend, friends have left. The, the woman that he apparently loves... Uh, is is not going to get back in a relationship with him. The woman that he used to love is now dead. Uh, his sister's gone. He, he doesn't have his mother and father are, gone, are dead. Uh, does he go back to being? Or he's he's also I forgot that he he also got he's he's now the interim mayor of Star City. But where does this leave Green Arrow? I don't think there's much room for Green Arrow. He's going to have to find a way to balance it out so do you think you think that the start of season three he's a green arrow is not going to have been around for a while it's like because of his mayor duties he thinks he can deal with all the the bad stuff that way instead of having to be the green arrow i think so interesting i mean i i could definitely see that uh i i would as a citizen of star city though i would be i would be weird because we just had this big battle where Green Arrow came out and, and fought with us in the streets and defeated the bad guy, and all of a sudden he's just gone. It'd be like the, the beginning of Dark Knight Rises, where <laughs> after the Dark Knight, where the Joker almost killed a whole bunch of people, uh, Batman just disappeared, and he was nowhere to be seen, and no one no one's seen him for 10 years or whatever it was. So like, Because he's a hero that the city deserves not the, the hero needs right now right but the city still deserves that hero and he still supposed to, should have been the hero but he went and hid instead uh but yeah that's what i'm saying oliver queen it'd be weird that i think that, that if green arrow just disappeared altogether for no for no reason but uh oliver queen being the mayor could do more good than uh lone vigilante running the streets which he would be alone because he has nobody on his team anymore Right. And, you know, this could get the whole um, all the city thing going back into play. Well, we, we know how much those Tumblr f- fans love all the city, so we wouldn't want to upset them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anything else in particular you wanted to talk about this episode? My question for you, what is a slab? The slab? Yeah. It's a prison. Oh, is that... Okay, so the slab is that the one where they have Deathstroke in? No, that's on Myanmar or whatever that island that he oh. he, he was stuck on is called. Uh, the slab in DC Universe, I believe, is off of. I want to say it's off of Metropolis. Uh, in the it's in the water somewhere, but I don't know. That might be Strikers Island, um, which they blew up in this 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 place i think or maybe that was supergirl um i don't know exactly where the slab is is located i know where iron heights is iron heights is 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 off of uh central city 
uh, um, Arkham is in is in Gotham. Belle Reeve is in Metropolis. Uh, I'm not sure where the slab is, but yeah, it's a prison. Okay, so they think it's a good idea to hide, you know, the totem in a prison. I, I don't. I guess that that did seem weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if, if someone else has, if someone else that's listening has an idea of where the slab is, or if I'm getting it wrong, cause I'm pretty sure it is a prison, uh, please write it right in or tweet us and, and, and tell us, um, anything else? I mean, what do you think is going to happen after season five? Uh, Ollie has one more year on that Island. I know that's actually interesting. I want to know is what he's going to be. I mean, obviously what he's going to be doing on that Island, it should be that he's, going to be sharpening his skills because uh even though at the end of season four he's not quite at the level that arrow is by the time he hits star starling city for the first time uh but he will have to he will have to uh uh become more angry because by the time he's picked up he's he's willing to kill whoever and anybody yeah uh, maybe he'll have more hallucinations of uh, a shadow. Maybe. I mean, there could be a lot of stuff, a lot to happen on that island, uh, which I, I would have figured that he'd be he'd be leaving with Waller right there at the end of that uh, flashback. But that would mean he would leave with Waller and then come back once again to the island to be found. Yep. And even though he was like, "Oh, I'm not ready to leave yet." Okay. There you go. Um, anything else? No. Uh, then we kick it over to the Fear of the Walking Dead season finale, and I, I want to know exactly what you thought of this season finale. Dude, they killed... Okay, what the fuck, Chris? One. <laughs> and they killed off the best character from the show already. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you're, so you're talking about Daniel? Yeah. Is he dead, though? I think he's dead. I, I read the I, IGN review as well, and they um, they said uh, that was actually one of the negative points was Daniel's death. I mean, yeah, the, the, their, their whole, the whole buildup that they had with him at the end of the season with him having these hallucinations and then kind of losing his mind would have been better for him to stay alive because then there's more story there. There's more drama there. Uh, it's like Rick losing his mind, uh, when he kept talking on the phone (laughs) in the prison, but him dying at that point is, it it is a cop out because he is an interesting character. Whereas the three different fucking kids are not interesting characters. Well, maybe Nick is kind of an interesting character because of the way that he sees the dead or the walking, you know, the, or what do we call them? We call them the infected in the show. Uh, because he he sees them as as his kinship. He sees them as people or as as who he's supposed to be. Because he doesn't feel or he doesn't he doesn't uh, belong in this world either. So he would rather walk amongst the dead than be with his family, which was a complete stupid thing to happen at the end of the episode. I thought. Yep. <laughs> Uh, which is also interesting because we have the three different like parties. Like we have uh, Curtis and and Chris are gonna be what living off in the fucking hills of Mexico, 
doing whatever the hell uh, uh, Alicia and Madison are being saved and trying to get back to the boat, get back to Abigail with Strand, and then uh, Nick is just going to be a part of the zombie herd, like running with the buffalo kind of thing. I don't know what's, <laughs> what that's supposed to mean. It's a Tonka. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck! I mean, uh, now I feel that Daniel's dead. His daughter's gonna die in the next season with Madison and fucking the Abigail. Uh, with with uh, Nick, I guess he could become part of the Whispers. You know, that's a little reference to the to the comic books. Okay, what does that mean in the comic books? In the comic books, um, it's a gang that gets by by cutting off the faces of walkers and putting their uh, the walker face on their face. Wow, I, I hadn't known about that. That's interesting. Or we might see in this uh, this upcoming season uh, on The Walking Dead. That comes back in October. Um, and, sh- I mean, fucking... Uh, I know it's hard because he's your son, but Jesus Christ, he tried swinging a knife at you multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. And he held a kid hostage. I would. God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying kill the kid, but I would say knock some sense into him at this point. You're like, just, all right, you want to be a big man? You want to take a knife at me? All right, that means you're ready to fight me, so let's just fight it out. <laughs> yeah, he should have beat the shit out of him then and there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think that was completely ridiculous. Uh, how did you feel about, and I, I still don't remember her name, but the lady who runs the compound getting her just desserts from Madison? Jesus, man. Uh, everything's so fucked up in that little (laughs) compound there. (laughs) You know, I, I forgot to bring this up, uh, when we first got to that compound. It is the apocalypse People have turned into zombies and are killing each other and eating each other's faces. And you mean to tell me that I still have to pick grapes to make into wine? This is fucked up. <laughs> For those people that are workers there, I would just be, I would be pissed. Could you imagine after the zombie apocalypse having to go back to your crappy job and just being like, God, this is terrible. Well, they thought they were safe there. I so mean, for the most part they were, but still... Oh, man, so, I mean, what what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to make it back to the Abigail? Uh, I, I doubt it, because if they made it back to the Abigail, that would only put more distance between the rest of the family, and I think something's going to happen so that Madison will have to eventually go and find Curtis and Nick somewhere, because though the show is The Walking Dead... It is not The Walking Dead. It is they're not going to split up this this group yet. I don't think, at least not uh, to the point where uh, we're going to have new members and stuff like that. Well, um, I mean, Madison took it pretty well when Nick's like, "Oh, I don't know, I couldn't find him." Yeah, but there was also a lot of stuff going on at the same time too. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I think, I mean, obviously it, she takes it a lot worse that Nick wants to stay behind and, and, and be with zombies instead of going off with the family. So I think eventually she'll, like, they'll probably, Strand will probably be driving them and they'll be on their way to the Abigail, but then something will get, obstruct them, get in their way or whatever, what have you. Okay. Plus. Well, I think definitely. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Plus, Curtis didn't, at the time when he told Nick that, uh, you know, just tell them that you didn't find me, he was just talking about, like, he, I mean, I assume he would have thought, thought at that point, I can have it out with, with Chris out here and eventually go back to the compound whenever I need to to be with them, you know, to be with my family. Now that the compound is on fire, they'll see that and they'll be, he'll be like, oh, I need to go back now and find out what the hell happened. True. And then he's probably like, Chris, you either men up and, you know, we you fix whatever the hell is going on in your mind or I leave you behind. Uh, and that's we can only hope that's what he eventually does. <laughs> fuck that kid. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to particularly talk about? What I mean, where do where do you think this this leads? I mean, we we just, actually we did just talk about that. Where where does this leave us for the beginning of the next season? Which I bet will be like the, the we'll have the first six episodes uh, right before the beginning of the Walking Dead in October. Yeah, um, it's actually coming back in August. Yeah, so there you go. The August six episodes of that show, then October will be the the beginning of The Walking Dead. Right. Anything else? God, though. Oh, God. <laughs> Just pissed. Good, good, because that's an emotion, and that means that it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it brought up emotions, and that's what it was supposed to do. Anger might not be the one that they were shooting for, but it still brought up an emotion. <laughs> uh I have to say, I am still on the fence about the show. I think last, just like I said last week, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over it with these three kids. The kids are the ones that are really bringing the show down for me because they, it, it, to me, it's just a writer's uh, clutch, crutch. I'm sorry to just use them as a, oh, one of the kids did something stupid. We have to deal with it now. If they kill off Alicia, and if they kill off. Uh, Chris, then I think the show would be okay. Yeah, I would say Nick is probably the only one that's kind of interesting, especially what they're doing with his mindset now of those three kids. So, And he obviously has shown himself to be useful going on to the mainland, yeah. uh, other than the fact when he got trapped inside on, in that pit with the crab walker. Uh, so, <laughs> And, um... I mean, I'm telling you, it's definitely going to be Dances with Wolves um, over there with Nick. <laughs> Good. I can't wait to see that. He's going to be <laughs> hes going to just be walking around acting like a zombie when he's not actually one. Kind of like, uh, do, did you watch Futurama? Yeah. You know, when uh, uh, Fry was hanging around with all the, the robots and then he, he <laughs> thought he was in the mental capacity or the, the asylum with the robots. And he's like, I am a robot. And then he stabs himself <laughs> and he's like, ah! <laughs> I remember that. So there you go. That, that's what I think is going to happen. Eventually he's going to be like, I'm a zombie. Blah. And then someone's going to stab him. He's like, that hurt. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, Daniel, there we go. We got through all four episodes, and we uh, we had a lot to talk about. So what is it that uh, you're hoping for next season? Next season, um, hopefully they kill off uh, uh, Chris and the Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Um, I want all the city to just stop just in stop. season five. She doesn't have to die. We just need the relationship to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, I want better 
Island flashbacks in season five because these were all disappointing. They were very disappointing. Season three um, of The Flash. A decent Flashpoint storyline if they decide to go with Flashpoint. Okay. And then season three of Gotham. Um, I would like them... I don't know to maybe really if Jerome really is back to really use them or the court of owls has to play out really, really well, especially because I love that story arc and the new 52 comics. I, uh, yes, no, those, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, if I want for Gotham, I really would love, uh, uh, the court of owls story to be handled great. And I would really be, I would really love it if, um, like they used Alfred to bring in another character that would teach Bruce like how to be a detective, how to use his mind critically, and uh, how to like basically how to fight. Like you can keep Alfred as sitting there teaching him how to fight, but maybe learn how to do other things too. Yeah, introduce Zatara so for the other shows. Uh, no, oh, I'm, that'd be awesome. Yeah, introduce Zatara in, in Gotham. Teach him how to how to get out of handcuffs and and be a master disguise kind of thing. Uh, and then maybe a love interest in Zatanna, like a young Zatanna. Um, because this whole thing between him and Selena Kyle back and forth is just getting old. Uh, the other shows, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I would love to see uh, better flashbacks in uh, on the island. Um, maybe more of, uh, I mean, I would love to see more of uh, Mayor Queen, you know, what he's doing. Um, the Flash... Stick, do what you, do what you're doing. You know, I I, I pretty much trust that they're, they're, that show is going to be okay. Uh, I have my offs and I have my ons about that show, but that's going to be here, not neither here nor there. Uh, and for Fear of the Walking Dead, yeah, yeah, we just need to introduce new blood in that show. We need new characters because uh, these ones are getting stale. Yeah. <clears throat> cool, Daniel. Where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Daniel Von Helvet on Twitter. And I am at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, it's at Geek Elite Radio. Uh, we also have Geek Elite Radio Facebook, where we do most of our conversations. And geekleetradio.com is where you can get archived versions or archives of this particular podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio network. So make sure you go and check those out. But until next week, where we'll probably be talking about the preacher. So let's. Make sure you get boned up on that on that on that new show, uh, and oh, if you happen to be around Phoenix Comic Con, keep an eye out for the two of us. We we will be there, right, Daniel? Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, we will. Feel free to say hello, take pictures, yeah, get autographs. Definitely. Well, I don't know about autographs. I mean, <laughs> if you want an autograph, I'll sign stuff. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, come say hi to us. But uh, until next week. Uh, this has been Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying to always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.